Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. What in the geriatric state of the union was that? It's a WTF Wednesday. I'm Pat Oney, and this is Critical Thinking. So Andrew is still out recovering from a very minor knee surgery. So I'm filling in for him again today. He should, in theory, be back tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure on that yet, but that that is what he had initially had planned. So we'll see if he actually is back tomorrow, if he's feeling good enough to do it. Um, if not, I will be filling in again. Once again, there is no Rumble video today. This is all audio only, um, so you can just check it out um, here on Captivate.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are played. Um, definitely check out um, the podcast version there, and you can listen to it on the go. It, personally, I think it's easier to listen to something just audio only when it's uh, on the go, personally. That, but that, hey, that's just me. Anyway. I want to start the show off a little bit differently today because today is Wednesday. It's a WTF Wednesday. Normally, we go through all things what the fire truck that has happened over the last give or take week or so or last few days um, that are going to be relevant for today. Um, obviously, the State of the Union was last night, uh, and, and that's primarily where I'm going to be focusing my WTF today. However, I want to start the show off a little bit differently. Normally, with Andrew here, we would do a uh, B or not the B, and with him out, we always do, or at least I do, a featured article from the Babylon B in its place. And with Andrew being out, by the way, he wasn't too thrilled when I said this yesterday. Uh, if if he's ever out, he he owes me all the money that uh, Dominic Izzo gives him for our winnings for the B or not the B. Uh, he wasn't real thrilled with me when I said this yesterday and kind of went off on me on Twitter even though it's in the fine print. He claims he created the fine print, but uh, alas, he, he did not. He did not. He, he claims he did, but um, it's fake news. It's fake news. Anyway, I want to start off the show, though, with the featured article from the Babylon Bee, because this whole episode is going to be WTF, fundamentally. Um, from Joe Biden to Donald Trump, to some things coming from New York Magazine. I mean, there's 
lots to get into. But so I want to start with this because it, it leads right into the State of the Union stuff. Title is Silver Alert, Lost Old Man Seen Yelling on Capitol Grounds. Local authorities have issued a silver alert several uh, after several on Capitol Hill reported seeing a lost old man yelling incoherently at people. The subject is described as an elderly man about six feet tall with silver colored hair, plugs and dentures. Caretakers confirmed that the man is late stage dementia and must be returned to a caretaker facility as soon as possible. Please report any further sightings to the D.C. police immediately. And that's the entire article. Um, Here's the thing. I I opened the show with what in the geriatric State of the Union address was that. Um, that, That's true. There were lots of weird things that that happened within that uh, address last night. Um, I didn't watch it. I, I will preface that right now. Um, I know for a fact Andrew didn't watch it, um, but being on the socials and everything, I've been able to find clips. I've been able to find articles uh, of of all the things that are coming out from the State of the Union. Now, why didn't I watch it? Because I'm sane. That's why. I I'm not going to sit there and watch a geriatric, dementia-riddled old man speak to the entire country, because. Either what he is saying is either not true or he probably can't remember what is true and what is not. Not to mention that his speech is probably written by his handlers and being he's being told what to say. Uh, not to mention, too, that everyone should know this. The gaslighting that's going to come out of the State of the Union address is going to be astronomical. But there was some really weird stuff happening last night too, and and, and one of which was, um, in the right before the State of the Union happened, there is a a video clip out there. In fact, I believe it is on my Twitter page. If you want to go check it out, um, it's it's just a video clip of Doctor Jill Biden appearing to kiss Kamala Harris's husband on the lips. Um, is, is that bad by the way? I mean, where I, where I come from, isn't it usually bad to kiss another person's spouse on the lips? No, I know in some cultures that the, you know, the, the kiss is a greeting specifically like the kiss on the cheek. It's a greeting. That's not what this looked like. It was a flat out kiss on the lips. Now the, the, the real question I have here is uh was joe biden aware of this um is he aware that it happened and um is is he coherent enough to look at his wife and go what the hell or better yet wtf do you think that he was coherent enough to i'm not sure um one would hope so but it was just it was Weird. It was one of the strangest things I think I've ever seen come from a first lady um, to the second gentleman and and just period. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in a State of the Union address before. But in any case, there were there were lots of things that came out um, of the State of the Union address. I mean, lots of people did rebuttals. Sarah Huckabee Sanders did a rebuttal. Um, however, um, 
this pretty much started with Congress laughing and booing Biden about the oil and gas industry. Um, uh, President Joe Biden uh, was both booed and laughed at over remarks that he made about the oil and gas industry. Biden claimed that the industry made a record profit during a global energy crisis um, because they invested too little of the profit to increase domestic production and to keep gas prices down. Increased, they used those record profits to buy back their own stock, rewarding CEOs and shareholders. Um, corporations ought to, to do the right thing. But, but here's, here's the fact of the matter, because this is, this is complete gaslighting. Anybody that has been to the gas pump in the last couple of years uh, knows this is gaslighting. And, uh, and basically what, what's happened here is um, Biden clamped down on domestic drilling by canceling those drilling leases. Um, he lifted energy production sanctions on socialist dictatorship countries like Venezuela, but they cracked down on oil and gas stuff here. Um, he finally admitted, though, that uh, we're, we're going to uh, need oil and gas for a while. Um, at, at one point, um, that actually led to boost from the Democrat side especially from like the AOC types and stuff in there that have been pushing the climate change agenda forever now. And, you know, the whole Green New Deal forever, yo. Uh, Biden was later left at by Republicans when he said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. Because, I mean, frankly, the U.S. is going to need oil for a lot longer than a decade. I can tell you that right now. You think that we have enough lithium in the world to do complete electric cars mind you most of that is owned by china no no we're we're not going down that road anytime soon don't get me wrong i'm all for um you know alternative energy that's reliable and cleaner don't I, i'm all for these things but it has to be efficient it has to be reliable and more importantly it has to be cheap Yet here we are. So I mean, while gas prices have come down in the recent months, um, at least I mean I know they have here in the state of Utah. In fact, at one point we were down to just below three dollars. I think it was like two ninety nine at one point, and that was right around Christmas, New Year's. I feel like now it's back up to like three twenty nine, three thirty five, something like that. Um, and while it's better than it was a year ago, I mean, this isn't thanks to Joe Biden guys like this is, I would hope, uh, market correcting itself. Um, but if anything, inflation has made gas prices worse. Um, the economic policies of Joe Biden have made prices worse and it's not even just gas. It's across the board. I mean, the price of eggs is absolutely insane right now. We're still hurting from inflation issues. This is not over. This is not something that um, he could take any kind of credit for. If anything, he should be taking credit for the problems that it caused. 
but he won't do that. In fact, he'll just sit there and gaslight you that it was from the previous administration. While that's not entirely incorrect, I would never trust Joe Biden on any of these policies at any given time. This is complete WTF. Um, It's complete um, poppycock. And we're just going to move on from this because uh, while the state of the union is just absolutely insane and more continues to come out about that. And I'm, I'm sure that we will bring up some things about it in the, in the coming days as we are able to um, critically think through everything. Because one thing I, I do know about like watching the state of the union, you can't completely rely on social media to tell you what's going on. You can't completely rely on rebuttals to tell you what's going on. You also can't completely rely on the media to tell you what's going on either. Um, there, there's lots of issues that you know we, we, we can trust, but we should also verify. So I encourage all of you, you know, if, if you are curious as to what happened, because like I said, I admittedly didn't watch it. And I'm not going to go back and watch the entire thing. I will um, be able to do some research without doing that, but I'm not going to sit there and listen to a geriatric dementia old man um, try to gaslight me into oblivion. That That's just, no, not doing it. But I do encourage you to do your own homework on this, critically think through it, tweet at us, um, or, or message us on another social media platform that you use. Um, we, we would love to hear what your thoughts and opinions are on the State of the Union as well. However, um, if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that Andrew and I are not fanboys of Donald Trump. Now, Andrew's probably more so not a fanboy of Donald Trump than me. Um, but, but, um, I could, I, we've both given Trump credit where credit is due. Um, but we've also been very critical of Donald Trump in, in, um, over the last couple of years as well, especially, uh, in his last year of his presidency during the COVID year, we've been very critical of that as well. Well, as you know that he is running for president in 2024, you know that uh, Ron DeSantis is most likely running in 2024, though he has not announced yet, and I don't think that he will announce until at least after the legislative session in in, uh, the state of Florida. Um, It it would be at least then. Honestly, I could see him waiting until maybe even the fall to officially announce. But I mean, that, that might be a little late. I take that back. I, I, the more I think about it, the more it'd be like spring, maybe even early summer. Um, I, I think that he would announce. However, we, we've talked, you've seen all of the, the um, strong messaging from the Trump campaign against Ron DeSantis, um, especially after he won the gubernatorial election handedly in Florida. It's like Donald Trump is very threatened by Ron DeSantis. And in truth, he probably should be. Because Ron DeSantis really is, in in my mind, the only person that can truly challenge Donald Trump on a national level at this point. He doesn't have some of the, the things in his record that Donald Trump has, like in terms of foreign policy. But domestically, uh, I, I you could argue that there are things that Ron DeSantis would do better than Donald Trump. Like, first of all, just not being a jerk. I mean, it's not that difficult to do. 
But my problem with the Trump campaign is this. We we are what? Uh just shy of a year ish because I, th- I think I believe the Iowa primary starts next January sometime we, we are not even uh, a year or, or we're about a year away from from that first primary and I get I get that you want to be ahead of the eight ball and everything on um, or or yeah, uh, I get I get that you want to be uh, ahead of the curve and everything um, when it comes to to the election. I get that. What I don't understand is why this is so polarizing um, for voters, because you've got those that are really pro DeSantis and then really those that are really pro Trump. Honestly, at this point. At this point, this this shouldn't be the main concern of anyone. The election should not be the main concern of anyone. It's clearly not the main concern of Ron DeSantis. He has a job to do in Florida, and he's doing his job. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is going to continue to take shots at him, and this is why this is making my WTF slate today. Trump promotes claims that DeSantis was grooming high school girls with alcohol as a teacher. Uh, okay, first of all, when you when you do make claims like this you better bring receipts this is quite the alleged claim now i have i have no idea if it's true or not no idea and right now that's not even relevant to me it's absolutely insane it's stupid and i if if you are the Trump campaign, you better be very, very careful about what insults you make on the other guy, specifically on your toughest contender. Because here's here's the thing. Everyone has a past. I'm sure Ron DeSantis has a past. I'm sure he's done some things that I wouldn't like. Um, everybody has. Everybody has. Donald Trump has done lots of things that... that uh, we as Americans didn't like. I mean, does anybody remember the Stormy Daniels story for Pete's sakes? So there is that element to it as well. So let, let's let's not throw shades on on another guy um, when you've done just as bad, if not worse, things. I mean, that's that's usually not how you would want to play this because that will come back to haunt you later. And if I'm Ron DeSantis, I'm putting that in my back pocket. Along with many other things, by the way, like, for example, did you know, did you know, did you know, did you know that Donald Trump was friends with Jeffrey Epstein? Now, that doesn't mean that he did anything with Jeffrey Epstein, but you kind of wonder, hey, was Donald Trump on that uh, on that list kept by Epstein? I don't know. But you better hope that never comes out if you're Donald Trump. Um, but that's just one of many things. Um, Trump's had a series of comments to reporters and in social media uh, claimed that DeSantis success called him a globalist who would be very disloyal to mount a 2024 presidential bid and sought once uh, again to stick DeSantis with the Trumpian moniker Ron DeSanctimonious. 
Um, however, DeSantis has been unfazed by all of these attacks. Uh, Trump has also attacked DeSantis' response to the coronavirus pandemic, despite the fact that most Republicans look at Florida as the model for success for promoting freedom and beating back government control over people's lives. Okay, first of all, you remember how I said just a few minutes ago that uh, if I'm Ron DeSantis, I'm putting all these things in my back pocket and I'm going to use them a lot later on? This is one of those things that I would absolutely use against Donald Trump. In fact, this would be the thing I would use against Donald Trump if I'm Ron DeSantis at this point. And that is Donald Trump's record on COVID. The fact that he surrendered his presidency to people like Fauci and Burks and Ron DeSantis did not. Now, did Ron DeSantis push the jab in the very beginning? Yes, most people did. Most people pushed the jab in the very beginning of when all of this was happening. But as information came out, Ron DeSantis changed his response. So that is something that Ron DeSantis can point to when it comes to the whole COVID thing. Donald Trump, to this day, is still pushing the very dangerous jab that he helped create with Operation Warp Speed. This is, this is why this is so incredibly insane in WTF. If I'm Donald Trump, you, when, you, when you attack an opponent, you attack their weaknesses. Your weaknesses, however should not be the same weaknesses as your opponent. That's not how this works. If you are going to come out on top, if you are going to launch these kind of campaigns, you want this to be something that is of substance, that can't come back to haunt you later, because then you are coming from a position of strength. And this is not what Donald Trump is doing. This is why it's so stupid. He said Ron DeSanctimonious did far worse than many other Republican governors, including that he unapologetically, unapologetically excuse me, shut down Florida. Um, he also was one of the governors to, uh, one of the first ones to open their states back up. Now, this is where people like Christy Nome and Brian Kemp could have a leg up in that they never really shut down their states. Um, Kim Reynolds in Iowa is another good contender for that. If, if she were to ever decide to run, get into the race, but I don't, I don't think that she's going to be a player. I think that she's likely a VP candidate, but not, not uh, potentially running for president. I don't think, but that's not the case I'm trying to make. The case I'm trying to make is he's right that, you know, he did lock down Florida, but it was only for a time. And it was, he, if you notice, Ron DeSantis made changes as data came out, as information came out about what was really happening. Now, did he do everything right? No. Name me one person, though, in this entire COVID-19 pandemic, excuse me, pandemic, um, name me one person that has gotten everything right. Andrew and I haven't even gotten everything right when it's come to COVID. We have, uh, we, we at one point had said that uh, if, if you were over the age of 65, you have a bunch of comorbidities, probably should take the risk of getting the jab. Now, 
knowing what we know and what's been going on around the country, we wouldn't dare recommend that. Wouldn't dare. And of course, we would also preface everything that we recommended there is consult your doctor. In which we also said your doctor is not going to know much either because there's so much paperwork involved and bureaucracy. They're not going to know everything. That's also true. So we didn't get everything right. Ron DeSantis didn't get everything right. Donald Trump sure as hell didn't get everything right when it came to COVID. Did not. In fact, he got he got a lot wrong. I mean, the man surrendered his presidency for Pete's sakes. And I know there are probably some some manga forever types in this crowd. And you're right. Everyone made mistakes. However, is Donald Trump ever going to come out and admit that he made a mistake? He hasn't yet. And he continues to push the jab. You would think, you would think if if you were going to run for president again, you would want to acknowledge the mistakes that you made, especially in that final year right leading right up to the election and actually have that come to Jesus moment and tell the American people, hey, I screwed up. This was the information that was given to me. But now as I have learned more since um, time has gone on since then and hindsight being 2020, here's where I screwed up and here's what I'm going to do differently this time around. Donald Trump hasn't done that yet. I'm not convinced that he's going to. I don't think that his ego is going to allow him to do that, to actually own up to these things. If anything, he might blame it on Fauci, which he has. He might blame it on Burks, which he, I believe he also has. Hell, he might even go as far as to blame it on Mike Pence, because Mike Pence is the one that put Deborah Burks right in front of um at, at that time, President Trump. So if you were going to run a successful campaign in 2024, one, attack your opponent's weaknesses. But if they're also your weaknesses, you're doing it wrong. Um, also, attack them on things that aren't going to come back to haunt you. Secondly, what are you going to do differently? And are you going to actually own up to some accountability? Now, did DeSantis do what Donald Trump is alleging here with alcohol and high school kids? Again, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm willing to give Ron DeSantis the benefit of the doubt. I'm willing to say, hey, um, he's innocent until otherwise proven guilty. And how, the other thing is, too, is how long ago was this? Because, like I said before, everyone has done some very dumb things within their life. Things that they aren't proud of. Everybody, I don't care who you are, everybody has done something. If it was many, many years ago, leave it in the past. Because I can tell you this much. Are you the same person that you were last year? Two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20, 30 years ago? Are you the same person? Or are you a better person now than you were then? The way I see it, yeah, let, let's let's hold people accountable. Don't get me wrong. Let's hold them accountable. But let's also show some grace and mercy when it comes to dredging up the past. Again, I have no idea if these allegations are true or not. At this point in time, I don't really care. 
Uh, I would need to see context. I would need to see proof, actual evidence. And um, Ron DeSantis has been unfazed by this. So that, that kind of tells you either he has nothing to hide or this isn't true. Or to that point, he's more focused on doing what actually matters, and that is his job serving the people of Florida right now. It could even be a combination of all the above. So, WTF, Donald Trump. WTF. Before I move on into the uh, next WTF story, though, I, I do want to bring up our sponsor, Coffee Brand Coffee. Um, they are absolutely fantastic. They don't care about your politics. They don't want your vote. They want your business. They want your money. That is what good businesses do, by the way. They're not trying to um, hold anything over your head, and they're not trying to use your politics against you and, and how they are going to serve you and serve a good quality product. They're, they're not going to do that. All they want is your money. They want your business, and they and because of that, they are going to just focus on making a good product. I mean, is is that so much to ask anymore of just business in general? It's just focus on making a good product. Focus on competing and and um, beating your competition to, to be the best of the best. Focus on that, and that is what Coffee Brand Coffee is doing. Now, obviously, if you've listened to the show long enough, I'm I'm Mormon. I'm I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Therefore, I don't drink coffee. And ironically, Coffee Brand Coffee is actually located out of Farmington, Utah. That that's where they're based out of. Uh, Andrew, however, is a coffee drinker, and he he loves what they do. Um, they also do hot chocolate, which I've gotten a few different blends of that, and that is fan freaking tastic. Um, my wife is also a big hot chocolate drinker. She really likes it a lot too. Um, everything is freshly roasted, freshly packaged and shipped directly to your door, by the way. Um, which you're going to be guaranteed, you're guaranteed to get the absolute best product, um, shipped right to your door. The freshest product shipped right to your door. That, that sounds fantastic to me. And that's a great business practice. Um, for someone that is selling a, a product. So, what do you need to do? Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Pick out a flavor or two. Um, if you're not a coffee drinker or a hot chocolate drinker, they do tea. Um, so, there, there is that as well. Um, if you just want to buy some swag, you can do that too. Um, they've got, they've got uh, options for that. All you need to do, though, is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Use the promo code Critical Thinking at checkout, and you'll get five percent off your purchase. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code Critical Thinking at checkout, and you'll get five percent off your purchase today. All right, so I want to move on to um, this thing from New York Magazine, and this is how do I put this? This is um, I'm not sure if this is just funny ha-ha or if it's so sad that you want to just cry or laugh at it. I, I'm not I'm not really sure. But uh, New York Magazine, I guess, released uh, some insane rules for polite society. Um, and, well, yeah, let's just, let's just get into it. Now, there are things that I actually do 
agree with um, that, that came out of this. Um, for example, if you're on a date and you're talking a lot, ask yourself, when was the last time you asked the person that you're on a date with a question? Obviously, if, especially if you're on a first date and you want to give, this is this is a general rule for the for the single people that listen to this show. A general rule: if you're on a first date, you want to make conversation interesting, engaging, and where both people talk, because that's how connections are made is through that conversation. At least the initial connections, right? You also want to make sure that those conversations are fun, lighthearted, and something that hopefully will provide a connection so much so that it will hopefully lead to a second date. There, there's my my pro tip for, for dating um, for all of you single people out there. Um, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Anyway, um, or you know, here's, another, here's another good one. It's never too late to send a condolence. Um, that's actually true. I've ha- I have experience with this. Um, so and I, and I can honestly say it is never too late to do that ever. Every doesn't matter when it is. Everyone appreciates it. I can promise you that. Um, or um, there, there's others, but uh, to, to get into some of these weird ones. Um, Never ask anyone what their job is. It's classist and boring. Um, what? Okay, first of all, let's just go back to the dating example for, for a moment. Uh, let's say that you've just hypothetically have been set up on a date. And you're trying to get to know that person. This is actually a great question to ask. What do they do for a living? Because especially if you're getting older and you're not fooling around anymore and you're trying to find that right person to settle down with, this is kind of one of those questions that matter. What do they do for a living? Um, Because the question that you should be asking is, okay, how can they provide for a family or contribute to providing for that family? It's a great question to ask. As as a man, um, just in a general social setting, it's actually a great icebreaker in general conversation of, hey, what do you do? If you find someone that does something really interesting, that gives you something to talk about. If you find someone that does something that's similar to what you do, then you have something in common. So that's a that's a weird rule in of itself. Um, they also say it's fine to text someone or email someone at any hour of the day. No, it's not. No, it's not. It is not, not okay. Not okay. Now, I will say, I will say this. There is an exception to this rule. If you are particularly close with that person, um, it's definitely okay. Andrew and I will text each other at different hours. I mean, he sometimes he will text me really, 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 really stinking early in the morning because he's a morning person. I'm not. A lot of times, I'm still asleep. But yet he'll text me. And I'm also smart enough to, uh, uh, I don't know, manage my phone. Um, I One of my best friends um, is a history professor. And, you know, he's married with two kids. I'm, I, I have no kids yet. So um, we will text each other at very odd hours because 
one of which we live in different time zones and, and two um, it's, it's hard to catch each other when we're free. So we'll always just kind of send each other a random message whenever we think of it. And then the other one will just respond when they're available. So, you know, I mean, we, everyone's got lives. So like, but that's only for people that you're close to or like family members, something like that. Um, that is not a general rule of thumb. Like for, I would never text a coworker after nine o'clock at night. Hell, I would never text a coworker, especially if it's um, someone that works for me. I would never text them outside of work hours. So, yeah, there's some etiquette there. I mean, if you remember back in the day, um, when, at least when I was growing up, when I was a kid, it was really rude to call someone after 9 o'clock. So th- that was something to be considerate of. So it's the same rule here with texting, honestly, in, in, in my humble opinion. Uh, also, you shouldn't force your allergies on a dinner party. Um, so I guess, I guess uh, you've got to put up with um, potential death at a dinner party because you can't say anything about your allergies. So if so, if you have a peanut allergy and someone comes and offers you some, um, I don't know, chocolate and peanut butter cake or something like that. And you you have that peanut allergy and you can't eat peanut butter and you go into anaphylactic shock, you can't say, oh, no, thank you. I, I, I have an allergy. I th- That is actually probably one of the more polite. Like, that way you don't get keep getting offered that throughout the whole freaking night. It's one of the most polite things you can do. And it's as someone that has hosted dinner parties before and had friends over, if someone had an allergy, we knew about it ahead of time. As the host, we would try to make sure that we had something so that the person that, that you know could enjoy the main thing that, that we were going to be having had an allergy, that they, they could also enjoy something too and be included in part of that group. That That's absolutely crazy. Um, if you like them, text people within three hours of hanging out. Okay, I, I guess I'm not done with my dating TED Talk here. Um, if you like someone, um, give them the gift of missing you, especially if you've been on a date with this person. Uh, do not just text them three hours later. That's That looks a little desperate in my mind. I, I, I would not go down this road if I'm, if I'm, if I'm you. I would say... At minimum, at minimum, and you would have to really feel this one out, at minimum a day. Uh, my standard was always three days. That was my standard. Um, but I that, that, I mean, take that for what it's worth. Um, don't wait for the right time to break up with someone. Oh, <laughs> this, this, this couldn't get uh, i swear this is turning into like a dating ted talk all of a sudden there is a right and a wrong time to break up with someone for example um if you are taking that person out to dinner and you are going to break up with them and it is also consequently their birthday don't break up with them on their birthday that is not the right time to do that either do it well before something like that or do it well after but don't do it on their freaking birthday. Holidays in general, by the way, are a bad time to break up with someone. 
Um, unless there's, I mean, it, there's a legitimately good reason to do it, like an abusive relationship. Um, no, don't, don't, don't just do that. There is a right and a right and a wrong time to do that. Um, you can eat anything at your desk in an open office. No, you can't. No, you can't. Um, especially if it is something that that smells ridiculous. No, you cannot do that. Um, like fish, for example. I can't eat fish. In fact, fish. This, this even the smell of fish makes me sick to my stomach. No, you cannot eat that in an open office setting. Either go out to your car or go home, go to the park. I don't care, but not in an open office setting. Um, never show that you're impressed by anyone. Bull crap. That is absolute crap. Um, it is, honestly, to show that you are impressed by someone is, in my opinion, a very high form of flattery. So I, I call absolute crap on, on that one as well. So this list is generally crazy. Um, go check it out. It'll be up on my Twitter page, but it's, it's nuts. Um, these, these rules are absolutely bad crap crazy. And finally, I'm going to leave you with this one for today in terms of WTF, because there was another Babylon B prophecy that was fulfilled. The Babylon Bee prophecy, and, and this is the, the, the original story that the Babylon Bee put out, was experts say they don't know what thing is causing everyone to suddenly collapse, but it's definitely not that one thing. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, by the way, Bloomberg then put out... Um, Something has been killing Amer American young people in sharply rising numbers, but it's not vaccines. That's fundamentally the same headline that the Babylon Bee put out there, and it's absolutely hysterical. It's something that we should be, and I'm going to say it again and again and again until it freaking happens. We should be investigating these vaccines. Oh, excuse me. We should be investigating these jabs. And until we can prove that these jabs are not the cause... They should be taken off the market because more people are going to have serious adverse effects to these things. And you know what? What the heck? I'm going to leave you with one more. Um, this is actually going to come from in the world of sports. But uh, Trent Dilfer um, went after Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, um, calling the generation of quarterbacks not so impressive. Okay. As someone that is not a Tom Brady fan, in fact, I, I will come out and flat out say it, I do not like Tom Brady, period. However, I cannot deny that he is the GOAT. He really is. I mean, he's he's got the records, he's got the Super Bowls, he's got the stats, he's got everything. He has everything to prove it. I especially hate having to admit this, by the way, because he played for the freaking worst college um, in terms of college football out there being that state up north. And if you've listened to me long enough, you know I'm an Ohio State fan. All Ohio State fans hate that state from up north. So, and that team from up north. And that's who he played for. So, no, I don't like Tom Brady. I also don't like the fact that, you know, that he had the whole deflate gate thing and that he played for a team that got caught not once, not twice, I believe three different times for cheating. 
So I don't like that either. And so and then, of course, he goes to Tampa Bay and he wins the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, makes the playoffs every year that he's there. Um, and, and then he just barely retired, what, last week at 45. Now, was this last season worth giving up your marriage for? Eh, I would say no, but apparently Tom Brady's first love is indeed football, not Giselle, his wife or his family. Um, but I digress. He is still, however, one of the greatest of all time. Aaron Rodgers, also a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, he, he's got some MVPs. He has a Super Bowl under him. Um, is he the greatest of all time? No. In fact, I would put Peyton Manning over over Aaron Rodgers, but that's just me. I, I have a funny feeling that, um, that uh, Andrew Coppins, uh, who is a big Green Bay Packer fan, might have something to say about that. Um, but also interestingly enough too, Aaron Rodgers is doing like this, like weird, all darkness, um, retreat of some kind. It's, it's, it's a solitary, like all darkness, four day retreat. Like he's in the dark for four days and he's isolated, um, to contemplate his future. Now, in terms of contemplating your future, being able to unplug and get away from the world for a while is a great way to do it, especially if you're going to be contemplating something life-changing like, I don't know, retirement. I think it's a little weird how he's doing it, but, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers has always been kind of a diva and um, a bit of a hippie himself, so uh, I, I'm not I'm not really surprised. But uh, WTF Trent Dilfer... Um, it's, it's like he's, um, a wee bit jealous that, that he's not, um, in any of these like greatest of all time conversations, um, and, and being as impressive as say an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or even a Peyton Manning for that matter, for that matter. Um, so there you have it. All right. Andrew should be back tomorrow. Um, if not, I will be doing this again. We will do a deep dive Thursday, um, and which we'll, we'll just get to tomorrow. So, um, until then, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And we'll see you tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.